0: I'm going to be um, coming from John, chapter 13, verse 12 through 17. So after he had washed their feet and taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash each other's feet. For I have given you an example, that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know if if you know these things, happy are you if you do them.
1: So let's turn to uh Matthew chapter 13. We're gonna continue with the kingdom of God and we're gonna talk about something that I don't really feel is taught a lot. You know, we read it and I've read it, you know, but I've never actually studied it in depth and um it's actually interesting because we talked about um I think, Paul, you said it a while back, and I, and I think I touched on it before, how we wonder sometimes how people can be saved, be in church, and act a certain way. Well, you know what? Lo and behold, Jesus explains it right here. Right? He warns us ahead of time with this, right? With the wheat's and the tares. All right? So it's, it's not by coincidence, not by accident, that it is there, right? So we have to be discerning of those things. But, alright, so Matthew chapter 13, and I'll be reading from 24 to verse 30 to start. So, another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, and we'll come back to that, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain has sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner, came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather together, the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat in my barn. Amen. Amen. So Jesus actually explains this parable later on. So we, we may or may not get there. But. So we know when, when um, about the kingdom. And I talked about it before how they were expecting Jesus to come and establish a physical kingdom. right? And Jesus was coming another way. And when you think about it, that's why the Old Testament prophets really didn't see the church. They saw the Messiah coming, they saw the kingdom, but they didn't see the church, right? So, you know, when Jesus shows up on scene, initially, when he comes out of the wilderness experience, and he goes into Galilee, he's not talking the parables. He's getting straight to the point. We know John the Baptist, he got straight to the point. He, he, he told him, repent, 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 repent. So Jesus comes, and he does the same thing. He's straightforward, repent, for the kingdom is at hand. Believe in the gospel. That's what he says. Believe in the gospel. He, he wanted them. Jesus was basically, he didn't come. He wasn't secret friendly. Right? He wasn't secret friendly. And then as he go on, he noticed that as, uh, well, we read as we go that um, Jesus wasn't necessarily, as opposition started to come against him, he didn't start, he stopped speaking plainly. Right? He started to speak in parables. And there was a reason for that. We, we touched on it before, but we'll touch on it a little bit more. So, he didn't want just the people just to believe on him. But he wanted them to believe what he was saying. So, this goes back to what I talked about, or uh, what I mentioned Wednesday after Phil was speaking. That, um, you know, we can't just look at Jesus as Savior, but we have to look at him as Lord. So, they were looking for him as Savior to rescue them as a king. Right? But they didn't see him as Lord. Right, and, and I talked about it with my wife today. Sometimes we can do that. We can we can look at Jesus as our Savior, and we look for a way of escape a lot of times. Right, or we we, we, we look at it easy, even as physical. Right, sometimes we may put our trust in the world system, in, in the government. We seen that even in the past elections. Right, people were looking for for Jesus to to, to do things in the natural, in the physical, and Jesus was like no. Right, and that—that's what it, because it is a season of prayer. It is a season of prayer, and he was trying to do things out of spiritual. And even today, even during elections, the church missed it. The church missed it, and and the religious leaders missed it. So Jesus started to speak in parables. Why? All right. So let's look at uh, Matthew chapter thirteen, and I, I believe I've read this before, but I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it from the New King James a couple verses first, and then I'm gonna go to the Passion Translation because. It actually says a lot. So understand, when we see the kingdom of heaven, uh, not all the time, but most of the time, in Matthew, it's also talking about the kingdom of God. All right, So we, we have to understand that. So Matthew chapter 13. Right. So the disciples came and they asked him, in verse 10, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given, right? So, to them, to those on the outside, it has not been given. So, not everybody's gonna understand the kingdom. And as we'll see here, when we get to these terrors here, that even those within the church, it, they're not gonna receive the kingdom message, right? Because we, we we see here that Jesus is the planted the good seed, and the devil's planted the bad seed. Alright, so I'm going to read this from passage the Passion Translation. Matthew uh, 13, uh, verses 11 through 13. He explained, You've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom, but they have not. For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. But those who don't listen with an open, teachable heart even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. Oh,
0: good.
1: Yeah. Verse 13. That's why I teach the people using parables. Because they think they're looking for truth, yet because their heart uh, because yet because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. Alright, so jump down to verse 16. Same chapter, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and hear what you hear and did not hear it. So those closest to Jesus, his disciples who had chosen to receive his mentoring and teaching and committed themselves to becoming like him in every way as their master and teacher were blessed to see and hear they had been healed spiritually and could understand Christ's teaching about the kingdom. What had not been understood by so many good men and women and prophets and kings who had gone before was now open to these disciples and to us today. All right. So in the parable of the sower, when we talked about the soil and the things like that, and the seed, when we uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago I taught on that, and the seed for the different soils was actually the word of God. But the seed here is actually us. Right, so we as God children We have to have open and teachable spirits Right, If we sit up here and we reject Certain teachings And the things that God is trying to pour into us Because understand we, we are to go from glory to glory God is always trying to instill new things in us To help us to grow Right, So as we get to one level One point Now he wants us to go to another level He doesn't want us to stay at the same level So we we have to recognize that sometimes we may hear things that may be different than what we're used to hearing, right? So, I'll use me for example. I don't know if I said this Wednesday or not, but we've come up in some very good churches, especially in Connecticut. We have some very good churches. But even as I grew into the Lord and delving into His Word and His Spirit started teaching me and ministering, some of the things, He showed me some of the revelation Right? So what God is about revelation. His Holy Spirit is about revelation. And and that's what we have to be open to. We can't be closed-minded and say, Well, because I learned this back in this Bible college or this seminary or this church, that oh, that's the way it is. No, we, we have to be open to some new things. And the reason why I say that because sometimes the church will say things and it's not even in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I was asked, you know, how did Peter die? Most people would talk about him being crucified, right? And then they would talk about him being crucified upside down. There's nowhere in the Bible about that, right? But we teach that as fact, right? So there was historians that taught that. There was a few years after that, but we teach it as fact when that's not fact because it's not in the Bible. So we we have to be mindful of those things. But if you hear somebody, if you hear most pastors and they're teaching, they will talk about how Peter was crucified upside down, but that's not scriptural, right? But they do teach it as fact. So that's not scriptural, that's not even secondary. <laughs> Scripture being primary and then other sources being secondary. Amen. 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 So um, even what I talked about, so, you know, we hear the truth a lot of times and sometimes the truth hurts, right? Sometimes, and even when I talked about with the lady today, that's about, to, you know, because sometimes some people think they want to hear the truth, but they truly don't. And we have to hear the truth and be open to the truth in order to be delivered and set free. Right? So not, not only are we growing, God is constantly delivering us from, from things. Because he wants us to be better. He wants us to be pure. You know, he wants us to be holy. He wants us to be right. But, you know, we, we like to slow down the process sometimes. Only because, based on what we hear, that everything's a process with this. And some things can be a process, but our salvation, our salvation is instant. Our development of our character can be a process. But again, if we acknowledge Him as Lord, we're going to do what His Word says. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so going back to Matthew 13, when I talked about. Um, uh, verse 12, when it talked about we have more than enough, right? That determines overflow, right? So, some of us have been in church long enough where we t- we hear people say, uh, you don't minister outside of unless, minister meaning preaching the word, unless you do it out of your overflow, right? Truth for the matter, we shouldn't do any ministry, period, unless we do it out of our overflow, right? So that means even when we go down to the capital, we should be doing it out of our overflow, Right? When we go to feed the homeless, we should do it out of overflow. Because if we start to do it, and if it's not out of overflow, then it becomes, we become in danger of doing it out of our flesh. Right? So even if we go out and doing soul uh, witnessing and on the streets and things like that, it should be done out of overflow. Right? And not out of our flesh. Because, just because the, the, uh, what's the word I want to say? The intention might be right, if we don't do it out of overflow, the motive may be wrong. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> so, all right. So, we we have to understand that we need the power of the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. Amen. Amen. All right. So, let's go on back to oh, Matthew 13. Let me get there. Alright, so um, he talks about, he gives a parable here, and he talks about the good seed here. Right? So now, in verse 25, he said, While men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Right? So, what's significant about that word, slept here? Slept here, it it does mean uh, death, but it also means laziness, it also means indifferent to sin. So we wonder sometimes why people can come inside of a church and just sit, because it's truly laziness sometimes from the pastor, the leaders, and even the people within the church. That's why that's why these tears can come in and just sit there. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit about that here in a minute that the Lord showed me as soon as I get there. All right, so I'm gonna read uh, verse thirty six through. 43 and this is Jesus explaining about the um, the wheat and the tares. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came to him saying explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said to them he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. Verse 41. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and who and those who practice lawlessness. So real quick, the kingdom here is talking about the kingdom that we're here now, this church age here. Right? So that's why you're still going to have, people who are doing lawless here now, because in God's kingdom, there's not going to be no sin, no wickedness, or nothing like that, so he's talking about the church age now, 42, and will cast them into the furnace of fire, there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth, then the righteous will shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of their father, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, very familiar saying, Jesus always said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, so the fields of the world right the wheat is God's true people the sons of the kingdom the wheat is sown by Jesus who is the sower right so the tares of the weeds and represent false believers in the world the sons of the wicked one okay so the wicked one obviously is the devil right so isn't it interesting that Jesus will allow the devil to sow tares wicked people within the church Right, so he tells us he's letting us know now that the church is not going to be perfect. Right, he's letting us know that the church is going to have imperfect people in there. Right, and understand even as being being a weak somebody who falls doesn't necessarily make them a tear neither. Right, so because we know we can come back and we can repent later on. Right, so and then somebody who's doing good doesn't necessarily make them a weak neither. All right, so we have to have the sermon and again the fruit. All right, so. The tares here, and, and back in this time, were known as Darnells, so the Darnells was, the seeds were small, but the seeds were different because the tear uh, seeds were black, right? So it was a different type of seed, but once you plant that seed and you mix them together, as it grows, it starts to look like the wheat, right? So that goes back to now where we have people in the church who look like the church, right? They may act like the church, but they do other things, right? Mm-hmm. As you mm-hmm. get them by themselves, they, they're, they're talking a certain way and, and, and they don't bear no fruit, right? Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why some people do get church hurt sometimes, right? Because they get a hold and they get around to some around somebody that's actually a tear and mm-hmm. not a week. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I was at a church before and there was somebody there and he was a tear. And you can see the spirit on this person, right? And he will always go and find somebody and tell the story, the same story over and over and over and over, right? And the thing about it, the story that he's telling, he's actually telling himself that he's actually out there sinning, right? And then when the people in the church got tired of hearing, anytime somebody new came in, he will seek them and find them and do the same thing. And, but you could clearly see it was a spirit. But you know what? The pastor wouldn't address it. Mm-hmm. The pa- you know, pastor knew, but the pastor would never address it. Right? But here you have a tear that's just sitting there and, and being a hindrance to people. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're going to have people like that. Right? And, and Jesus, Jesus is letting us know it's okay. Because in the end, they may think they're going somewhere, but they're not. And some people may not even realize that they're tears. Right? They may not even realize that they're tears because they're being influenced by the devil and this goes back again Jesus just can't be Savior, he has to be Lord because if he's not Lord, then the potential is there for you to be a tear so we, 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 we have to be careful of that alright, so and here's the thing, tears are false grain right, false grain so it is and the thing about weeds is, and I, I learned this. Now, Marie probably knows because I think she'd be out there gardening and stuff. But you know, when you with weeds, is this, you know, it's harder to pull up weeds in dry ground, right? So you need to water it, right? You need to water the weeds, and then as you water the weeds and wet the soil, it becomes easier, right? So when you give the true word, those weeds will get up and go. In the church, tr- those tears will get up and go, right? So this is why I said that that's why some people, we've had some tears come through here and there probably be more. Right? But when you give the true word, stop laughing. Right? You give the true word. Come on, preach. <laughs> you give the true word and you start talking certain things, yeah. they don't want to hear it. So they're going to get up and go somewhere else. Yeah. You know? But that's okay. Right? They, they're tears. Right? And it doesn't mean that everybody who gets up and goes somewhere, it may be a tear. But yeah. you have to give the word because that's what waters it. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That is right. There is the solution to that, right? So we there's a lot of churches, a lot of tears just sitting there, and then sitting in there, and and that's why I talked about people being comfortable who are not living right, just sitting in church Mm -hmm. week after week, week after week, we're out there sinning, and all right, I'm good. Let me go to church today. I feel good, and then leave church. Yep, I'm going to heaven. Jesus Mm -hmm. is my savior. When Mm -hmm. they're going right to hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and that shouldn't be. That that shouldn't be. Amen. You know, but even if they do choose to sit there, Jesus said, hey, they're going to be there. They're going to be there. And and why? He said, because when the angels come, He said, look, if you come and you pull them up now, then you're in danger of pulling the wheat. What Mm -hmm. that is, is significant of relationships. Right? Relationship. We get entangled with people just because they go to church. Right? We get entangled with them. And if we know that something is not right, but we think, well, Jesus. you know, I'll tolerate them. You know, they still go to church. I need somebody to talk to. And, and, and yet, they're, they're there to bring you down. Yes. They're there to bring you down. Go ahead. And we have to be careful of that. Yeah. We have to be careful. And that's why I said you know them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. Know them by their fruit. Yeah. The new and I shared with somebody today that called me today. I said, hey, you know, we don't hear about the fruit that much. Coming from pulpits. Mm. But the New Testament is full of it. Mm. It's full of holiness, full of fruit. But yet, it's the one thing, two things we don't talk about. Mm. Two things that we don't talk about, but like I always said, we always talk about love. Mm. Right? We talk about forgiveness. Right? Mm. We present Jesus as the Savior. Yes, He is the Savior, but He's more than the Savior. Yes, He is. He is King. He is Lord. And those tares, Jesus is not Lord over their life. Right? Mm-hmm. that's why he's going to say depart from me I never knew oh, you geez. and see we get confused sometimes because we hear in Matthew 25 he talks about uh, you know Jesus is going to say to this one you know you fed me you visited me in prison and then he also comes back and he talks about and I'm paraphrasing all this he comes back and he talks about how um, oh depart from me because you didn't come visit me mm-hmm. we get fooled in that but you know, you can't do it out of your flesh because Matthew 7 says you can't do it. He has to be first in our lives. That's right. yeah. And if he's not first in our lives, then he's not Lord. That's right. Right. So we have to be careful of that. We have to be careful of these tears because they're in all these churches, right? No churches, There are no churches in example, including this one. Mm. They can come in and they'll sit and they'll try to ingrain themselves, mm. right? But we have to keep giving the water. That's why I told mm. my wife, because sometimes she'd be like, well, we got to watch this. You know, we don't know who may come in and this and that. I said, nope, keep giving them the word. Keep, <laughs> keep giving them the word. Keep giving the word. They're going to they go. They're going to go. As long as, as long as we don't we don't sit up here and and, and and pacify them and things like that, just keep giving the truth. They're going to get up and go. Jesus. They, they won't be able to stay here. Right, and that is the problem with the churches. That's why we have, and understand. Even you know, we talk about mega church doesn't mean every mega church is wrong. Amen. Every mega church is bad. No, it doesn't. Right, but a lot of them are. But Amen. all of them are not. Some of them true. Some of them have some good pastors, some good leaders there who are doing right. Right, but you know, we still have to be careful of the tears because they will be in every church, and they they're designed, planted by the enemy. To try to bring the true sheep down mm. and to get the sheep to go off somewhere by themselves. Why? Because somebody gets hurt, I'm leaving.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Right? Yep. And then they go somewhere else and now they all know them. now they're going to snatch them up. Yeah. Right? That's what they're designed to do. Mm. Right? But that's why we need sheep dogs in the house. Right? Oh, yeah. We need people <laughs> to discern. Right? It ain't just up to me. It's up to all of us. Right? It's up to all of us to discern. Right? It doesn't mean we always have to address everything. Like I said, we, we're going to just give them a word. They're going to get up because it's going to be water. They're going to get up and they're going to go. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So this parable shows that there's going to be corruption among the people of God. Jesus. Right? So that's why I say, you know, I, I talk about it that sometimes I cringe when people at work say they're a Christian. I'm like, oh. you know, they may very well be, be, but I have seen enough where some are not bearing fruit. Right? Mm-hmm. Some are not bearing fruit. And so we have to be careful of that. But now we know why. Mm-hmm. Because there's tares there. And they're planted by the devil. Mm-hmm. Right? They're planted by the devil to to bring complacency in the church. Jesus. Right? So we have to be careful of that. Right? Yeah. We we have to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. So we gotta be the good seed, right? So we have to continue to do our part. Right? Yeah. We continue we have to continue to stay watered in that. Right? So we may ask why Jesus will allow the wheat and the tares to mix together, because that's what I would want. Why would He allow it? Why would He just? Because to me, I would just snatch him up, say, "Get out!" Alright? But Jesus, Jesus has a reason. Right? We have to understand that all judgment is going to happen by God. Mm. Right? We we don't judge. I talked about the righteous judgment, but we don't judge people here because we don't know when they might repent. Right? Because Amen. we even see wicked people in the wicked kings they repented right they did all sorts of things and they repented right so we don't know when someone may repent right but all judgment will happen by God and like I said there's some people that we may think that they're not going to go they're going to be right up there in heaven praising the Lord <laughs> right and some people we think they're going to go they're going to be burning. They're gonna be burning. You know, it's all about again having Jesus as Lord in our lives, right? We We can't be fooled just by what somebody said. We can't be fooled just because church is out there feeding the homeless people, right? We can't be fooled just because the church is out there helping people getting them jobs. We can't be fooled just because. People out there, street witnessing, and they like we can't be fooled because guess what? They can be tested too, How right? And I'm we sure. wonder why people are not making disciples, and that, and that goes back to what I said in the beginning. It hurts my heart because we can't. I'm saying we, as a church as a whole, we can't go make disciples because we haven't been disciples. Mm-hmm. Christians have not been disciples, mm-hmm. right? Christians have just been converted and received Jesus as Savior, but they don't know Him as Lord. So how can you go out there and witness to somebody when you need to be discipled yourself? right? Mm, yeah. And granted, we all need to be discipled, but it, it's, it's it's the wrong motive. They're doing it as a good deed. Mm. Good deed. And Jesus is going to say, I'm not counting. He's going to burn it up.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: And then even the same things that we do in the church, you know, if we're, if we're, I've said this before, if we're sitting up here bragging about it, what's your motive? Mm-hmm. Right? What, what What's your motive? You already yeah, exactly. You already have your reward. Mm-hmm. And and churches are doing it over and over. I ain't say every church, but, but some churches out there are doing it over and over. Pastors, and even people, Christians, the common Christians, they're doing it over and over. Oh, look what we did. Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. You, you have your reward. Because you, you're looking for the oculates. Right? Tears. Mm-hmm. Tears, tears, tears. Be careful, Lord. Mm-hmm. Tears, because they will come and they will try to yoke up with each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. right? But we have to be careful of that. right? But yeah. again, we water, we give them the word, we don't sugarcoat it. Amen. Yes, we have compassion. Yes, we love. But if we love them, we're going to give them the word.
0: Amen. We're going to give them the truth. Thank right? you,
1: Lord. That is true love. Amen. Not to sit up here and pacify and, and lie to them, or not necessarily lie, but mislead them in any way. That's not love. That's not love because that's that's just sending them down the wrong path, mm-hmm. and we we can't do that, right? So, you know, as pastor, you know, pastors are designed to be shepherds, right? And that you know, God has given us the fivefold ministry to help protect the gospel message, right? But the fivefold ministry today has not; it's not doing its job, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody want to be a long ranger. Everybody wants to be a superstar, right? The pastor needs teachers, right? So he talks about what? The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, teachers. But we never talk about teachers. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be a pa- uh, pastor, prophet, and evangelist, but we never talk about the teachers, mm-hmm. right? And now, all of a sudden, now it's it's pretty popular to be the apostle, right? It's pretty popular to be the apostle, to get on YouTube and be the apostle, but yet you got no ministry, right? Right? <laughs> You got nobody that you're accountable to. None of that, right? But yet you want to call yourself a apostle and then you want to speak and teach everybody. That's not impossible. Who sent you. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. But we need teachers because the pastor's job really is the shepherd, right? It's the shepherd, right? So the pastor is going to have more patience than most other people because that lost sheep, that sheep that don't want to do right, the pastor's got to be the one to go in there and still, still minister to them, even though they may hurt the pastor. The pastor still got to go out there and do. It. But the teacher still got to be there to help teach. But you know, it's interesting that everywhere Jesus went, they called him teacher. They called him master, which also means teacher. They called him rabbi, which also can teacher, right? But nobody wants to be a teacher, right? Everybody call call me apostle so and so. Call me prophet so and so, right? Call me Pastor So and so. But nobody wants to be a teacher. Right? I know I'm a teacher. Right? I, I I know I'm a teacher first and foremost. But we and maybe that's probably why I speak about a teacher so much. <laughs> but we need teachers in the church because that's Amen. not what's been happening. Right? Amen. We've been steady preaching, 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 but nobody's teaching. Right? And that's why we don't know about things like this. We don't know that the tear that's sent by the devil. That's sitting up there, and then we wander around, and then and then we justify, it, right? Pastors they justify, it. say, "Oh, don't judge nobody, don't judge nobody." Well, look, either you showing fruit or you're not. <laughs> Plain and simple, right? There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just like I told the lady today, don't tell me about your gifts. It's your fruit. Your fruit will show me everything I need to see, right? And that's true. It's not about the gifts. Right, but it's about the fruit. But we get caught up in that, and and, that, and even with the praise and worship singers, right? We get caught up in the talent and and, and the gifts that they have, right? But I'm sure we've been around some churches with the praise and worship singer they could be some of the meanest people as soon as they get to get down, right? <laughs> right? So it's like, where's the fruit? Right? Or been in churches where a guest minister comes in and, and they get ready to preach the word, you walk by them, they just angry. Mean, right? Mm -hmm. No fruit. Yeah, exactly. Arrogant, right? Full of pride, right? No fruit, right? But yet, we tolerate it, right? That shouldn't be. That that shouldn't be. So, we have the fruit, right? We have discernment, just like we were able to discern some things today, right? We have some discernment. And and, and that's what the Holy Spirit is there. Because he's going to speak to his people. He's going to speak to his people and he's going to let his people know. Amen. 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 All right. Let me try that. All right. So, this parable shows that being a member of a Christian community or congregation isn't enough. So, just to join a church
0: isn't enough. Right? And see, that's what we do. We try to get people to join the church to build up the ministry.
1: But th- that's not enough. Because what good is it to bring somebody in there when they don't want to do right? All it's going to do is affect everybody else. Now, as a body, as a church, you become unequally yoked. Right? That goes back to those relationships. Right? And we have to be able to see through that. We have to be able to see through that. So, I'm calling on y'all too, in case I miss any. Right? <laughs> you know, but we, that's why we pray first and foremost here. Because we have to pray. We have to pray, have to pray. And like I said, this is a praying season. With everything that's going on in the world today, it is time for prayer.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: It is time for prayer. Amen. And um because my wife don't like to talk about it all the time for what's coming. <laughs> but we, we have to pray, we, we have to be prepared. And and that's how we, we're gonna be strengthened. Amen. So we and I'm telling you, you not just here, but you have to be praying in your private time as well. Yeah. Amen. Right. Because Amen. we're running we see Christians, and I'm saying we again, general Christians, we're running on empty. Mm-hmm. We're running on empty. Trying to do ministry. That's why these pastors get burnt out. Right? And here's another thing about the tears, Right? We see in the church. We see on the news about these pastors falling. Right? Pastors going out there. Committing sexual sin. Homosexual things. And things like tears, mm. tears To pull people further away. Even, matter of fact. Even the guy in Atlanta. That that, that uh, shoot, shot, um, shot the people in the spas. Stuff like that. They said he was a god for them. Alright? We well, you know he wasn't seeing no Jesus. Right? He didn't have no relationship. But public just see, here's God Mm -hmm. and they automatically assume he's a Christian. Mm -hmm. Right? A tear. Mm -hmm. A weed. Mm -hmm. Right? He's not no weed. Right? He's there to sabotage. Satan places him there to sabotage. So now that he's locked up Satan's going to leave him alone. Mm -hmm. Right? Satan's going to leave him alone. That's what he does. See, but we can't be ignorant. We can't be ignorant to his schemes and his devices. Amen. Amen. Yes, help us. So Jesus shows us there are two paths One, a furnace of fire Two, radiant glory Alright, so Matthew 7 uh, Chapter 7, verse 13-14 I'll read it Enter ye in at the straight gate For wide is the gate And broad is the way that leads to destruction And many there be which go in thereat Verse 14 Because straight is the gate And narrow is the way which leads unto life And few there be that find it So the way is narrow Right. The way is not broad <laughs> like, like, like a lot of people try to make it seem. Verse 15. I, I'll read verse 15. I realize I have to say. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing. But, Emily, they are ravening wolves. Ravening wolves. Right? Tares. Tares. They want to plant themselves inside. Right? So, it's not just the pastors. It's not just the, the 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 false prophets and things like that. It's going to be the common Christians, too. That's going to set up that. And I think back to... Um, I think I talked about Dana Coverstone, I don't really listen to him, but he's the guy that's been having dreams about the end times and things like that. But one of his dreams, he saw that people went to church and somebody he knew was up there preaching, preaching hard and um, preaching about repentance and like preaching so hard, the truth and he was sweating and then the people were sitting and then all of a sudden he says some people started to come forward, but then other people started turning to turn into wolves. Yeah. Right? Started turning to turn wolves. And then started talking about stop, stop. But here they were. I, I said to say they were just sitting in the church. Right? They were sitting in the church because they're tares. Right? So really, that dream he has is scriptural. What Jesus talks talks about here is tares. Right? They're designed to bring sabotage to the king, Right? But Jesus knows. Jesus knows whose is his. Right? So... Be careful when you hear some, because I used to love when somebody told me they was a Christian, right? But then as you go, I, look, I remember being on the sub, and the person I used to do uh, our little late services on Sunday. Uh, this is back when I was Navy. Sub so short for submarine for those that don't. Know. <laughs> so you look back there. So uh, and you know during service he was nice and sweet and, and, and everything, you know, but. Let him get agitated. Let him get mad. He's stomping. He's cursing up and down. And what example is that set? Hmm. Right? And people will come to me, a couple people will come to me, but son, why don't you do the lay services? I'm like, no. Why? You know, because they saw his action. But again, a tear. Tear. Right? Planted there by the enemy. Right? We, we have to be careful of those things. So, you know, uh, we all know about the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5 22 through. 26, right? So, true Christians are going to crucify their flesh, right? True Christians are going to crucify their flesh. They're going to drive that stake down in the flesh, right? Even though that that, that, that stake may try to come up, we got to hammer it back down, right? Perfect. Hammer it back down, right? It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect again, and, and, and I got to keep saying that because that's what, the, the you know, one of the guys thought. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, um, but if we slip up, the best thing to do is confess our sins right away. Amen. Don't hold on to it, right? Don't don't say, "Oh, uh, I'm gonna do this, but nobody's gonna know." Look, th- 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 trust me. God knows, the devil knows, and He will repent you day and night. Amen. But understand, First John one and nine, we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us oh, of God. our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right? So it goes back to if we slip up. Ask for forgiveness, but don't be out there practicing, right? <laughs> don't be out there practicing because we're not trying to be professional sinners. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why people practice to get better. We don't we don't want to be we don't want to be professional sinners, right? Amen. But unfortunately, you have a lot of people out there doing it, right? Mm. And, and, and truth be told, like I said, a lot of people don't know. They don't know because they have not been taught, right? But again, we're accountable. We have the word. We have to read the word for ourselves. Right? We have to read. That's why I tell you. Don't take anything I say just as gospel. Right? Yeah, there should be a certain trust there. But we have to read the word for ourselves. And we have to know the word. Amen. 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 So, if you sin, don't ignore it. Right? Don't ignore it. Repent. Ask for forgiveness right away. And get up and know that the Lord has forgiven you. And go on and do his will. Right? Yeah. Don't don't listen to the lies of the enemy, right? Because we want to be wheat. We want to be wheat. We don't want to be tares. Right? And I, and I and I could promise you, some people that we know who we think are wheat, they're gonna be there are tares. Yeah. They are tares. And <laughs> you know, we have to be careful of that. Right? because, like I said, they they've been in every church I've been in. Mm-hmm. Every church. You know, that's a little the Lord showed me once I started to read it. Because, you know, we all read this before, right? But, you know, when you study it out, you're like, man. And the Lord starts showing me. And it's like, yeah, literally every church we've we've all probably been in, Mm -hmm. there's been tears there. Right? But give them the word
0: and war, Amen. Amen.